Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'm so glad you've taken a little time out of your very busy holiday schedule to join us this morning. You know, I don't know if you've heard, but Governor Schwarzenegger has proposed taxing veterinary services to help offset some of the state's budget woes. This has made quite a lot of people really upset, and if this happens, it's going to create significant hardship to a lot of folks who already have a difficult time coming up with cash to pay for vet care. So this morning, we'll be speaking with Sharon Cummings from the Greyhound Adoption Center about this very sensitive issue. Then later, Catherine Frost, which is a very timely name, has some great news about Planet Dog's brand new interactive website. You won't want to miss any of this, so don't go away. We'll get started right after a quick break here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett and uh, ready to have some fiery conversation about a proposed new tax on vet bills. And here to have this discussion is Sharon Cummings from the Greyhound Adoption Center. Welcome, Sharon. Hi, Marie. How's Thank it going? Thank you. Fine. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I've known Sharon for a lot of years. Um, she helped uh, hook me up with an adoption uh, many, many years ago of a beautiful greyhound named Captain, who was a, a wonderful little part of our family for a long, long time. Of course, what Marie's not telling you is we're only 20. <laughs> She got it when she was about 10 years old. No, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. So, so Sharon, on the, on the serious side, um, let's, let's talk about what's happening right now. Um, the state's having some pretty serious budget problems. Serious. And our governor is trying to figure out what to do. And so one of his ideas is taxing veterinary services. Yes. What do you think about that? This is not good. People are hanging on by their fingernails. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their homes. But the only thing that gives them companionship are their pets, and now they want to put a 9% increase tax-wise on veterinary services. So, like, were veterinary services taxed before? Or this is completely brand new? This is something new. new. Okay. Something new. And that's like if you go in and you have a $200 bill, that's going to be an, almost another $20. Right. And for a lot of people, coming up with the money already to it's cover. Tough. Yeah. And so any additional percentage beyond that, I mean, it's... And for the Greyhound Adoption Center, I mean, that must yes. be tough for you guys because yes. you pay for veterinary care for all of the little guys that come through your program. We have to raise the money ourselves. Yeah. And so that's going to take It's going to affect... Our rescue group is going to affect all rescue groups. It's going to affect the shelters because people are going to be forced to give up their animals. Wow. And the shelters are already overcrowded because people have lost their homes. That's true. Right now, I have never seen so many animals in shelters and rescues, and a good number of those animals have come because of the economic Mm -hmm. situation. People just can't afford 
their pets anymore, which is And it's so sad. Yeah, because these guys are part of the family, and, and they're just, they absolutely cannot afford them anymore. I know. And if you've ever done rescue work and someone's lost their home, they lost their job, and they're hanging on it, but they want to take care, can't keep their dogs, mm-hmm. and you've had to meet them and pick up the dogs. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's heartbreaking. Oh, I can't even imagine. The dogs are upset. The people are crying. It's horrible. It's just, And we shouldn't be making matters worse by right. increasing the cost for people who have pets right now. We're in such a recession, I just don't see how they can justify adding more taxes because it's just going to push, make it even worse. Absolutely. There, there's got to be some other way. Of course, you know, what are the other ways that that we can help. I mean, that's that's the big dilemma, I'm sure. I know. But, but look at all those cars out there on the freeway. <laughs> Aren't they paying for a lot of these, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think so I don't know. It's, it's a tough situation, but I really don't think we should be looking at adding 9% to veterinary costs. What people don't realize, too, is the first of the year, your doctor bills go up, and your vet bills go up because they get price increases on their, you know, medicines mm-hmm. and all the products they use when you come to visit. So their bills are just automatically going to increase the first of the year like everything else. And so that 9% is going to get bigger. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So um, what would really help if you have some listeners out there that would write to the governor now, should they also write to their representatives yes. in the state? Yes. And are there any websites that there is you can one. direct some of the listeners to? Yes. there's. It's actually hosted by veterinarians. But what's great about this website, it's um, C as in cat, V as in Victor, M as in Mary, A as in apple, dot net. And when you go on that site, it'll talk about you could click on these things. It'll actually have what's going on with this proposal. It'll give you a letter, example of a letter to write. Oh, excellent. And it'll give you a list of the major representatives mm-hmm. to write to. There's like six. And then it actually has a place to click on and find your local, local representatives. Oh, all right. So that's a great website. So it's C as in cat, V as in Victor, M as in Mary, A as in apple, dot net. CVMA, that's the California Veterinary Medical Association. So veterinarians are clearly not in support of this. No, but I think they're more concerned because they're worried that people are either not going to take care of their pets as well and they're going to suffer, or I've actually seen people forego their own medical to be able to pay for their vet, their animals. Wow. Uh-huh. So that's going to have long yeah, repercussions. I, I don't think um, when people think about taxes, oh, taxing veterinary care, that's a luxury. You know, we can people it's who not. can pay for that should, should pay some extra taxes. No. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> older people, they don't, their family's not around them, their pets are their family. Mm-hmm. It keeps them from being depressed. Exactly. And they, it lowers their blood pressure, and they show that older people with pets, don't need as much a medic as much medical attention sure. themselves. So They're that's just happier. That's saving the taxpayers right there. Yes. Because if you have healthy senior citizens, they're not going to be going in and using um, their government 
sponsored health care. That's right. So it's a good thing. Nicely said. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> Since I just go blah, blah, blurt. Oh, yes, that's absolutely correct. So it would be a great project for people in offices. Everybody just get together on their lunch, right? You don't have to have fancy stationery. Just take plain old white paper. Borrow the line paper from your kid's notebook. Mm-hmm. This is something kids get right, too. Absolutely. You can make it a school project. Yes. Learn about civic involvement. Maybe we'll eventually get some that could balance the budget. <laughs> we start right. raising them now. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And figuring out ways that make sense, because I really don't think taxing veterinary services makes sense. They're, you know, I'm I'm not a specialist in uh, public funding and taxes and budgeting, but um, there has to be some other way. Perhaps, you know, if we make sure that we're not overspending, you know, in yes. office supplies and furniture and <laughs> yes. things like that in our government agencies. <laughs> yes, are all those people up in Sacramento driving themselves or do they have chauffeurs? <laughs> we don't know. I know. You do hear a lot about <laughs> that, about how people are... People in the government get to uh, deduct or get paid for all of their auto expenses, even though they're using it for personal business. You know, maybe if they can't balance the budget, maybe they could all go a year without their salaries. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) California Budget Committee police will be looking for me. Okay. We'll be getting lots of angry phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be on the radar. Sharon, let's let's talk about something a little more pleasant while we have just a, a minute or two here. You, you gave me a little funny sheet here about you know you're a dog person when there's about you know twenty things listed here. So oh no, there's much oh there's more. more. Oh my goodness, there's there's hundreds of things listed. <laughs> oh, there's hundreds. Uh, this is a little book that our rescue group had years ago. It's by Tracy Hilbert. Uh huh. I've had it for years, and some of them are, are hilarious. And uh, I, like, I like this one. You know you're a dog person when you can't see out the passenger side of the windshield because there are nose prints all over. <laughs> you begin to wonder if dog saliva is good for your complexion. <laughs> you know, I think it is. I know. Because every dog person I know has a beautiful complexion. Someone asks you where you bought that trendy necklace, and you realize you're wearing a training lead. <laughs> Some of these are just uh, I've, so I've never good. done that. But here's one. You know you're a dog person when all of your clothes have dog hair on them, <laughs> even when they come back from the dry cleaners. Uh-huh. I am so totally in that boat. Oh, yeah. There's too many of these are just too close to home. Now, how can somebody get a copy of all these goodies if they wanted to? Can they just uh, write into the Greyhound Adoption no, Center? No, we don't carry it anymore. Oh, it's, um, a, it's a classic treasure. I don't know if this lady is on the internet, but it's Tracy T is and Tom R A C I. Her last name is Hilbert H I L B E R T. Oh, very cool. And she's cool. back in New Jersey, or was? I mean, this book is old. Okay, but it's so timely, and and none of these things. Uh, Here's one of my favorites. The only safe place to eat cheese or a banana is in the bathroom with the door locked, the water running, and the circulating fan on. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. You definitely know you're a dog person when that's yep. going on. 
Sharon, um, let's uh, give some quick information about the Greyhound Adoption Center in case anybody was interested in adopting a Greyhound, and then I'm going to have to let you go, even though it's been so fun chatting. <laughs> um, our group is about 22 years old. We have our own kennel. Um, if anyone's interested about reading about Greyhounds, they could go to our website. It's www.houndsavers.org. Houndsavers.org. Houndsavers. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The jingle. <laughs> oh, boy. And greyhounds make wonderful pets. Uh, you don't need a big yard. Even though they're big dogs, they just like sleeping on the couch all day. They like following you. Velcro dogs. That's right. Couch potatoes. Yes. Sharon, this has been uh, a wonderful discussion. Thank and you. I hope all of our listeners will write in to their representatives and our governor and uh, explain how these that taxes would be great. will affect them. Um, nothing like a personal note to make a difference. It would make all the difference in the world. And we, congratulations on your Emmy. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't really talking about that on the radio, but thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. We do need to take a short break, but we'll be back with Catherine Frost from Planet Dog. So don't go away. The Pet Place Radio Show will be back in a jiffy here on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on KGIL AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett, and here to talk about a fabulous new website for dog enthusiasts everywhere is Kristen Smith, who's filling in for Catherine Frost from Planet Dog. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me, tell me a little bit, what is Planet Dog? Well, Planet Dog, we are a designer of wonderful dog toys, leashes, collars. Um, we make a very durable, bouncy, floatable um, dog toy. Uh, our signature product is called the Orby. What's the Orby? The Orby is a round ball with a hole in it so you can stuff it with treats. It's shaped like the globe, so and it's got our continents on it. Um, and it bounces, it floats, it smells like mint, and it's extremely durable. Well, I love toys like that because it, it gives dogs something to do, especially if you have to go to work for a long time. It's nice to have one of those interactive-type toys that dogs can play with and have fun with while you're gone. Absolutely. And uh, the, our whole line of Orby-based products does have those treat spots, we call them. Wow. Now, how long does the average dog uh, take before it figures out how to get the treats out? Well, it certainly depends on the, how smart your own dog is. Um, <laughs> but the hole's big enough that if you have the right size treats, they sort of trickle out. Oh, okay. And so the dog does get the reward without having to um, get too frustrated. Oh, all right. All right. What's, what's your most popular item this time of year? I bet a lot of people are buying special little toys for their little four-legged friends on their, their holiday list. Um, definitely. We have a very nice line of holiday toys. We have uh, what looks like one of those old-fashioned red and white striped mints, the Orby Mint. Mm -hmm. And we also have toys that are shaped like Christmas bulbs, like those old-fashioned red and green bulbs with the little screw-ins that you would see on older Christmas trees, oh, um, okay. which are also made out of our Orby Tough material. Uh -huh. Very durable, but look much more like the holiday and then for soft and squeaky toys, we have our gingerbread buddy, which is a fleece toy, stuffed fleece toy with a squeaker in it. Oh, my dogs have always loved those kind of toys. 
Mine too. <laughs> They're her favorite. There's something about the squeaky toys. I don't know what it is. What do you think? Well, I've been told that it has something to do with their hunting instinct, that uh-huh. they go for the squeaker because it's in their genes to find that squeaker and silence it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a little more, but I think I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to make sure this thing doesn't squeak anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. But they do it very, very well. <laughs> and they have a lot of fun. And, and I don't think they really realize being uh, domesticated that that's what they're doing. It's just something that they they really enjoy right it's like the challenge and then they are you know they complete their task because yeah. they love to have a project oh that's so cool now do you do you sell uh, like sweaters and things like that too for dogs well we have a retail store our company store is located here in portland maine where our um, company is based mm-hmm. where we sell a whole line of um, other to- you know of um, other products made by other people, but in terms of what Planet Dog makes and sells, we do not do okay. a line of out- outerwear. Now, is it just PlanetDog.com? Yes, it is. Okay, and then you also have kind of a special um, branch of Planet Dog that does some wonderful community work too, don't you? Yes, we do. It's called the Planet Dog Foundation. And a percentage of every toy, leash, collar that Planet Dog sells goes into our foundation's grant-making budget, and we provide cash grants to nonprofit organizations all over the country that do canine service programs or programs where dogs work to help people in need. So we fund service dog programs, therapy dog programs, canine search and rescue, police and fire dogs, uh, any kinds of programs where dogs are working to help people. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, I know there are quite a lot of uh, programs like that um, in our neck of the woods here in the Los Angeles, Orange County area, and they're constantly looking for, for funds. How, how would they get connected with you? All the information about applying for one of our grants is on the Planet Dog Foundation website, which you can link to from planetdog.com, or you can go directly to planetdogfoundation.org. Okay, and and how long does the grant process generally take? Uh, in general, we ex- accept proposals. Um, there's fixed deadlines for proposals. Um, our board is actually still making a decision on when our next deadline will be. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be all be posted on our website. Um, people submit a letter of intent, and then we invite um, certain organizations to submit a full proposal. Ah, excellent. Can you tell me some of your uh, favorite uh, success stories? Well, we have worked uh, quite a bit with an organization in Massachusetts called NEEDS, which is Dogs for um, Deaf and Disabled Americans. And we have been funding them for about three years. They uh, train and place about 100 service dogs every year for people with mobility issues, people in wheelchairs. The dogs are trained to help pick things up off the floor, to open doors, to help them pay for things in a store. Um, just an amazing range of tasks that these dogs are able to perform. And as uh, more and more of our soldiers are returning from overseas um, with injuries, they have been working on developing a new harness for service dogs that um, is more rugged for returning soldiers. It's a Canines for Combat Veterans type program. Okay. Um, And that's something that a lot of our organizations are working on, doing the unique and specialized training necessary for our servicemen and women who are returning from from combat. Wow, that's so wonderful. You know, 
I'm hearing more and more about uh, service dogs for disabled people, and I think it's just such a wonderful thing. I mean, everybody's heard of seeing eye dogs, mm-hmm. and and it's just grown so much from there with uh, just about any disability. I mean, it could even be um, somebody with an emotional disability that dogs and sometimes even cats and bunnies are helping with. That's right. There are psychiatric service dogs that help people with agoraphobia to leave the house. People with anxiety disorders are able to get out into public in ways that they can't do on their own. And it's such a wonderful thing because animals somehow give people the confidence and security they need to get past so many problems. It's just amazing. It is amazing. They just have a tremendous ability to help people and to know when people need the help and how to provide just the right thing. Wow. Now, if somebody wanted to actually get involved with the organization, do you accept people from the community to come in and help? Is there a volunteer arm of it at all, or is this just strictly company-based? Uh, right now, we're just company-based. We do accept uh, donations. We are a nonprofit. The foundation side of things is a 501c3, so we do accept donations to our grant program from members of the public that are tax-deductible, okay. and we can certainly direct people to organizations in their local communities mm-hmm. that are doing this type of work that need volunteers, which oh, okay. most of them do. Oh, all right. And then can you tell me a little bit about the, the work you're doing with police dogs? Well, we have done a few different things. We funded one organization that um, contributes to canine health after the dog is retired. When the dog is active in the police force, for example, they are funded through the police force budget, and it's very taxing on the dogs. They work very hard, and it can take a big toll on their their joints, their hips, um, everything else. Mm-hmm. They um, then... When they're retired, they go to live with private families, and they have a lot of medical needs that are more um, more advanced than other people's, you know, than other dogs at and that age. And no so longer found, covered by the police department. Then that's right. They are. They've lost their department funding. So they um, we funded a foundation that helps to take care of late in life um, medical care for these retired police dogs. Wow, that's wonderful. We've also provided some bulletproof vests for police dogs in a number of different communities where the dogs need some protection from both, you know, bullets or or, um, any kind of blunt force trauma, and these vests save the dog's life while the dog is out, you know, in the foregrounds of fighting crime with their officer. Wow, that's just amazing. It sounds like you're involved in so many different things. There is an amazing amount of wonderful work going on all over our country with dogs doing just incredible things. If I have time to tell you about one more, it's actually in your, um, well, it's in California, and okay. it's a program called Dogs for Diabetics, uh-huh. and they have trained these dogs to detect when a person with diabetes is going into, when their blood sugar is dropping. Oh, wow. So they use these dogs um, a lot of the times with children who don't, who aren't as good at uh, managing their diabetes yet, Mm -hmm. Um, and they can't necessarily tell when the warning signs are that their blood sugar is dropping, but the dog can actually smell it, and the dog is trained to alert the the child's parents, um, or if the dog is paired with an adult, to alert the adult, and action can be taken to prevent having a diabetic seizure. It's incredible. It It keeps people much healthier, and these dogs are just able to to smell it out as well as a glucose meter. Wow, that's just that's fascinating and wonderful. Catherine, um, 
I know that you're supporting all of these organizations, and they all need the help, especially in these tough economic times. So thank you so much for doing that. One more time, how can people find you on the Internet? Well, your best bet is to go to planetdog.com. Every time you buy any products from Planet Dog, a percentage of that sale goes into our foundation budget, so all of our toys give back. And from there, you can link into our foundation and learn much more about what we are funding. Wonderful. It's Catherine. I mean, I keep calling you Catherine, and this is Kristen. <laughs> Kristen, this is a wonderful project you're involved in, and I'm so happy you were able to tell us about it. We need to take one last break, but we'll be back in just a moment, so please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260 and 540. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for some really exciting Pet Place news. On Thursday, December 18th, be sure to tune in to the Pet Place TV show's primetime special. That's right, we're going to be on the air for a very special Home for the Holidays event from 8 to 9 p.m. on KDOC, December 18th. We'll be showcasing some beautiful, adoptable pets from all over Southern California rescues and shelters. So if you're thinking about adopting a dog or a cat or a rabbit, be sure to tune in and see a sample of these wonderful, available pets that need a loving, permanent home for the holidays. And as always, I encourage you to check out the Pet Place website at PetPlace.org to find out more Pet Place news. And once there, click on the contact link and say hi or give us some suggestions for topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260 and 540. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. 